be aware the subject matter, language, emotions, thoughts, and questions in this podcast are of a decidedly adult nature and should not be taken lightly or, well, with too much seriousness, as the point of this show is entertainment first and enlightenment second. So things might be uncomfortable, disturbing, frightening, and yes, in some cases, even offensive. All this means listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens, to another episode of our Mental Moment podcast. Here to help you think harder, look deeper, and apply all your curiosity and mental power into the world around you. I'm your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will seek to better ourselves and our fellow humans by exercising our minds and challenging ourselves to be better, to think deeper, and to tolerate more. This show will ask hard questions, profound questions, possibly silly questions, and give the listener a mental moment, or as I like to call it, a momental. And today's question is, what personal prisons have you built out of fear? So today's question was inspired by a conversation earlier in the week where someone made this lame ass joke that they were imprisoned in their own home. So first off, I want to say that while we are restricted to our homes as much as possible, most of us have no idea or concept what real prison is like. So if you're one of the few people in this society who has experienced a true prison, then please understand I'm not making light of your experience. But it did get me thinking about the restrictions that we place on ourselves out of fear, beliefs, and a host of many other reasons. And I thought, what a great follow-up to our first episode to pull the proverbial elephant out of the room and address it head-on. So this question was so interesting to me, it actually made me revisit an old project that I had started way back in 2014. Eventually that project became my second book, and the main reason I started doing podcasting. So it was very telling for me to read what I had written way back when and apply it to today's situation. So my question from 2014 was, what is one fear that you know is holding you back? To this, my answer in 2014 was fear of failure. The reason I found this so very interesting is that for the past six years or so, I've been trying to push myself into trying things that I fear. You know, kind of pull myself out of my comfort zone and try to expand my own experiences. But it was the second part of my answer that kind of shook me to my very core. I actually had said I always hesitate and feel like I'm just on the edge of success and my fear of failure holds me back. Like somehow I think I'm not worthy of success or that maybe I can't handle success. Well, Renegade Nation, no joke. To this day, I still feel this way. Even when I'm fantasizing that I'm a wildly famous and popular author and podcaster, I still feel like these are just pipe dreams that I'll never see come true. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the shows that I do for you guys now, and I get so excited when I see the number of listens and downloads climbing up. And nothing makes me feel so accomplished when I see an episode that you guys really enjoy and are listening to. And then, of course, you know, I try to replicate the lightning in the bottle, and I feel so let down when the next episode doesn't quite get as many listens or downloads. But I understand it. And it got me wondering if I really had moved forward from where I was way back in 2014. But we're going to address that in a minute. 
because today's episode is about fear and how we allow it to take up space in our lives and, well, basically let it rent, live rent-free in our heads. There's so many things that we fear that to try and list them would just basically take a lifetime. So I'm going to leave that task with you. Identify the thing that you fear the most and try and see how your life has changed just so that you could avoid that fear. For me, that was failure and my journey started way back in 2014. So if you'll join me, let's pop into the Wayback Machine and head back to 2014. All right, well, let's set the mood. 2014 was the year for historic steps for women, gays, and transgender people, and even viral trends. We couldn't stop singing Let It Go, and the CIA broke Twitter with the most amazing first tweet of all time. Gay marriage was legalized in 18 states. Dennis Rodman struck up an unlikely friendship with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. And Taco Bell finally came up with a breakfast menu while millions of people were dumping ice water over their heads to raise money and awareness. And then there was me. I was a little-known writer living in Georgia, working at a job that I truly hated, and desperately dreaming, dreaming that my life would be better if I could just get that one big break. As anyone who has ever written anything will tell you, it's not the writing that's hard, it's the promoting it that's going to kill you. I had self-published my very first book and promoted it for months to basically only sell copies to, well, family and friends. My dream of being on the Graham Norton show was slowly collapsing and I was truly devastated. I started to question why I was even trying anyways. No one was reading what I was writing and truthfully I was spending three times what I was making just to get a few people to even take notice of me. I spent weeks wallowing in my own little self-pity party and just as I was about to give up and live a life of total obscurity, a friend of mine asked me, what was I going to write next? And there it was, the question that I didn't want to face. How could I possibly write anything else when my first try was such a complete and utter disaster? Why would I subject myself to another round or two of people judging me and making me feel like I wasn't worth anything? Ironically, it was this fear that helped me move past my fear. Yeah, I know that makes absolutely no sense, but I promise, stay with me, it will make sense. See, I was silently judging myself and thinking that there was no point to my writing. I had decided that fear won, and I was going to basically take my ball and go home, never to participate again. And then, there was that question. It rummaged around in my head and never seemed to let me forget about it. I would lay awake at night thinking... Am I really going to let fear keep me from doing something that I profess to love? After all, I was saying if no one ever read my work, I would keep doing it because, after all, it was for me and myself alone. And there was my answer. I loved to write, but I didn't love the rejection I felt from the lack of, well, readers, critics, agents, and, well, publishing companies. So then the question became, then why did I self-publish and put it up for sale then? And that's kind of where I found the answer, in the bottom of a deep quagmire of, well, self-delusion and melancholy regret. This is what sparked my second try at publishing. I decided as a lark that I would see if other people out there felt this same doom and gloom, and maybe if I saw that everyone felt this way, at some point it would help me feel better, if nothing else. 
I'd have sort of a tribe of people that, you know, felt the same way that I did. Funny thing is that when I was formulating the questions that I wanted to ask, I found a large group of people really interested in the project. And over time, it did morph into my second book, which was about having fun and forgetting about trying to sell myself. And in walks Richie. Yeah, you guys know who I'm talking about, Richie, the man behind Renegade Talk Radio. He reached out to, to have me on his show, and well, that sort of became history. I never actually did get on the show with him because, well, at the time, Marla ended up getting very sick. But Richie and I became very good friends, and he asked if I'd be interested in doing some content for Renegade to help out while he was taking care of his personal business. And just like that, I became a podcaster. Something I never even thought of in a million years I would ever want to do, but something that, well, over the years, I've come to love and value. Even on the days when I'm desperately trying to come up with content or researching a story that I think you guys are going to like, I truly love it. And it's all thanks to my fear of failure. I feared failing as an author, but I realized that success is measured in how you feel about the success or failure. See, for me, it wasn't about being that million dollar author, although don't get me wrong, I would have no problem trying on those shoes for a while. But it really was about finding my own voice and loving what I do. And my fear that no one would listen, well, I hate to say it, but Richie was 100% right when he told me, Honey, do what you love, talk about what you want, and people will respond to your voice. Maybe in a good way, maybe in a bad way, but you'll get them talking. And he told me not to look at the numbers because the numbers don't tell the whole story. And you know what? When I first started out, I was so excited to see that 20 people had listened to what I had put up. And now, week after week, you guys helped me to see that Richie was right. I talk about things that I find interesting, and you guys keep listening. So for that, I thank you, and I thank Richie. And so to show my love for you, I have a challenge for you, my darlings. It's another pretty easy one, so I know you guys can do it. I want you to pick a fear. It can be something big or even something small, anything at all. Just pick something and face it. That's right. Stand up straight, look fear in the eye, and say, fuck you, I'm not going to be scared of you anymore. Now, that's not to say that if you're scared of flying that you should go out and become a pilot, but face down that fear just one time, and then you get to decide if, it, if you're going to let it live rent-free after that. And all of this is to say that, yes, we have fear, but sometimes, just sometimes, just once we can stand up and give fear the middle finger, grab the keys to our own prisons, and march right out the door and be all the better for it. All right, my darlings, that's all we have for today. I hope you liked it, and I hope you'll meet me back here next time for another Momental. If you have suggestions or you want to ask a question, you can reach me and the show at mo.mentalpodcast at gmail.com. Love you, my heathens, and I'll see you next time. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.